Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be doing the horoscope for April. I have been waiting for this horoscope. We are having such an eventful month. So many things are happening. So many big shifts are happening. And so I've been really looking forward to recording this podcast, but I've also kind of been hesitant to record this podcast because so much is happening this month that I'm afraid I'm going to miss a detail or I'm going to miss something or forget to say something important. So I have my notes next to me. I'm going to do my best to cover everything. I do want to remind everyone that in this podcast, we are using the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. If you'd like to learn more about the differences between these two systems, you can go to my website innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there that shares many of the differences between these two systems. And I also have playlists available that can teach more about the nakshatras, the houses, the signs, some interviews, some fun stuff like that. In case you're interested and want to jump down a Vedic astrology rabbit hole. So as you all know, I just got in from my trip. I got home a little bit early. I had planned to kind of like hang out in cities. And I got to Albuquerque and I was just like, I just, if I'm not in the mountains, if I'm not in the middle of nowhere, if I'm not like hiking, I guess, I just kind of felt like I wanted to come home. I was like, if I'm in the city, I may as well come home. Albuquerque is beautiful. I really enjoyed it. I'm not, you know, but after Albuquerque, I was just kind of meandering back and I just decided I wanted to get home. Who cares? So I drove 10 and a half hours stopping for gas twice, no rest stops, just like plowed through, got home. And um, I'm home now. So I'm sitting from the comfort of my home office that I'm so fortunate to have. And I picked up my cat. And so the my little, my little clan is reunited <laughs> and everyone is super clingy. It's hilarious. Here in Austin, we're having a thunderstorm. And I mean, my cat is clingy for sure because she was not with us the entire time. So she's like wanting to hang out more, but I think that there's something about the rain and thunder that gets both of them a little bit more clingy. And it's really, really cute. Like my cat is trying to lay on my laptop and I'm having to like actively kind of push her away. She's still, she's sitting right next to me looking at me, but I'm having to like put my arm up to keep her from laying on my keyboard. And then my dog keeps laying underneath my table, like right next to my chair. And I can't even move my chair because I'm afraid I'm going to roll him over. So I am surrounded by my furry friends today, <laughs> going to try to get through this really important podcast without getting too distracted by how cute slash clingy they're being. Um, so April, April is a really big month because we are seeing the shift of Jupiter move from Pisces to Aries. This happens about once a year. Jupiter stays in the sign for about a year. But remember that Jupiter is a social planet, and so it has a huge impact on culture, economy, people, has a really big global impact. And so when Jupiter changes signs, we can really expect some big shift to occur. And this is especially big because Jupiter is moving from Pisces to Aries, Pisces is the final sign of the Zodiac and it's moving into the first sign. It's like completing a cycle in a way. And Pisces can be all about the endings, whereas Aries is all about the beginnings. 
So there's a lot of this energy around endings and beginnings globally and also personally. So we'll get into Jupiter and Aries. And I want to say this podcast is an overview of April. In the following weeks, next Friday, the Friday after that, we're going to go specifically into the eclipse. And then we'll go specifically into Jupiter and Aries. So be watching out for that. If this podcast feels a little bit superficial for those two things, don't worry, because we're going to have two separate podcasts that are entirely on these two events that are huge this month. So anyway, so Jupiter and Aries is a big deal. And then we're starting our first eclipse season of 2023. And we all know that the eclipses are when profound karmic shifts happen on a personal level, as well as an individual level. So these are the two big things we're going to be kind of talking about today, but there's a lot of other, uh, dramatic (laughs) kind of transits happening. So let's get into April. So on April 5th, when you all are listening to this podcast, April 5th would have passed, but this is when we had that full moon in the sign of Virgo, in the nakshatra of Hasta. And I am interested in how you all felt, but I was noticing a lot of emotion come up during the full moon from me, from friends that I was messaging, um, clients. It just seems that the full moon was really bringing up a lot of feelings and emotionality. And so perhaps you felt that way. Maybe you kind of moved through feeling a little bit more stable, but full moon does have a tendency to kind of shake things up. Of course, the dispositor Mercury was with Rahu, which could have created some of that amplified nervousness, um, some scattered feelings, maybe battle between head and the heart type of stuff. But this is going to be passed by the time you all listen to this, but just kind of take a moment to reflect on the last few days and how you were feeling because we did have this pretty powerful full moon that seemed to shake a lot up for people. So April 6th through May 2nd, Venus is going to be in the sign of Taurus. So this is actually a beautiful transit. I really like this transit for the month of April. Venus rules the sign of Taurus. So when Venus is in Taurus, it's in its own sign. It feels comfortable. It feels secure. When Venus is in Taurus, it creates this stable, consistent, reliable energy. Venus is the planet of relationship, diplomacy. It has to do with art, luxury, expression. As Venus moves through Taurus, this is a wonderful time to get creative, to express yourself, to maybe try an activity that you've been apprehensive to try. If you've been wanting to try a new instrument or you've been wanting to try to paint, but this is also a beautiful period for luxury and treating yourself. If you're wanting to get a massage or you're wanting to go to the spa or you're wanting to get a pedicure or you're wanting to do something that has that Venusian quality, this is a really lovely time to do so. Venus, being the planet of relationship, has been in Aries with the karmic note of Rahu for about the last month. Things could have gotten a little shaken up in relationships. Things, you know, things could have come to the surface. Maybe you felt a little bit more turbulent. It could have also been that you maybe met someone really exciting. Rahu can be like foreigners. So you could have met someone from a different place or someone who's very different than you in some way. But it's not the most stable, you know, it kind of brings up the karmic stuff. So 
Venus being in Aries, it also creates this like hyper independence focus on the self personal development, which is beautiful and great in its own right. But now Venus is moving into Taurus. It's going to create a lot more of that security and stability and reliability. This is the most stable thing I think happening this month. So really lean into these qualities. If you do start feeling anxiety as we move through the month, if you start feeling that things are shifting or are feeling a little bit out of control or, you know, you're having anxiety, whatever it may be, kind of lean into this Venusian energy, um, lean into the friends or family members or loved ones who provide that consistent, reliable support. You know, if, if you're having these feelings come up, you can lean into art or creativity. You know, I had something really difficult happen to me lately. And I don't know if my friend Vanny is going to listen to this or not. Sometimes she listens to my podcast. Um, I was telling her about this is that the thing that I cling to when I'm moving through something really challenging, like if I'm really suffering and feeling loss or grief or whatever it may be, what I hold on to is the fact that I can create something beautiful from those feelings. I have the ability and you have the ability. We have the ability to alchemize the challenging feelings and experiences and create something beautiful. And so as I was moving through this period of time and I was having to really practice non-attachment and really practice not controlling things or worrying about the future, just really placing my faith in divine timing in the universe, which is always a beautiful opportunity. But as I was doing this, I was like, I can create something beautiful from this. I'm going to focus on serving other people. I'm going to focus on helping other people. I'm going to focus on creating security for others, right? I feel rocked. I feel insecure and kind of unsafe, but I can create that sense of security for other people. And when I do that, I kind of create it for myself too. And so with this Venus in Taurus, perhaps this little personal story can help support or inspire you in some way. Because again, I, I think that there can be a lot of beauty and a lot of really positive, potent potential in feelings that may not feel super savory in the moment. But if we're going to have the feelings and there's nothing we can do about it, we may as well try to create something beautiful or try to support other people in some way. So I'm going to offer that to you. It's definitely something that helps me. Um, it's just kind of like this personal mantra in my head of like turning something that doesn't feel beautiful, something that feels actually kind of ugly and awful <laughs> into something for other people to enjoy or something for me to enjoy, like making jewelry or making art, or as I was mentioning, serving other people or what have you. So that is Venus in Taurus, really trying to lean into that Venusian energy. And you may have an amazing month and that's awesome. And you can still revel in these Venusian qualities, right? And I do think that Venus in Taurus on a global level is going to continue to put emphasis on the economy, wealth and finances, building a sense of security in some way. I do want to spend time talking about the economy and wealth. And we'll get more into that when we talk about Jupiter. So from April 14th until May 15th, the sun is going to be in Aries where it is exalted. So according to the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, if you were born between April 14th and May 15th, your sun is in Aries. 
where again, it's exalted. So if you're born within that period of time, you have an exalted sun. So happy birthday to all of our Aries friends. Thank you for inspiring us and leading us and coming forward with your fun, spontaneous, infectious energy. I think that Aries possesses such an amazing quality and such an amazing power and leadership ability, and it truly is inspiring and infectious. So if you have this placement, just remember that you were born with natural influence, natural leadership ability, and a natural need for fun and spontaneity and freedom. So we appreciate that beautiful energy that you bring into our lives. So with the sun moving into Aries, it is going to be with Rahu and Uranus. And so the sun, again, it becomes very strong when it's in the sign of Aries. And whenever the sun enters the sign that Rahu or Ketu is currently in, that is when eclipse season is going to begin, right? Because an eclipse occurs when the moon and sun are with Rahu or Ketu. So when the sun enters Aries... This year, this is when, of course, we're going to have eclipse season. And then as we move through the year, when sun enters Libra, that's when we'll have our second eclipse season. So the sun is already very powerful here in the sign of Aries. And now it's also going to be with the karmic node of Rahu and the planet Uranus. The sun is the sign of the soul. It's the sign of leadership and influence. As I was mentioning, inspiration When I think of the sun, really, especially when I'm doing world predictions, I think about world leaders, presidents, CEOs, captains, people who are in charge in some way. And so on a global level, with the sun moving into Aries, you know, this is going to create this desire for power, this desire for that sense of influence. And the sun is also the ego. So it has a tendency to expand the ego. I mean, when the sun is in Aries and when the sun is with Rahu. So for both of these things to be occurring at once, I can certainly say that leaders need to be very mindful of egoistic acts. Aries is also the sign of impulsivity, immaturity, combustibility, having uh, frustration, issues, having control issues. Aries has so many amazing qualities that we've mentioned, but it also has that immaturity to it, the combativeness to it, the rebellious energy to it, the independent energy to it, which can be good and bad depending on the situation. I think that this is a time that we need to be very mindful of elite figures and their choices. I think that there is going to be um, some interesting things happening. I mean, if you've been watching the media, there's already interesting things arising around the president and of course around previous presidents. I think that this is going to be something that continues. It's going to be a focus of the media. There's going to be this drama. Leaders, I think, are going to have some problems during this period of time. And we really need to be mindful of this impulsive, immature, combustible activity. We need to be super careful, especially as we approach the eclipse. 
On a personal level, we need to be so mindful of our judgment being clouded by our ego. And this is something that we as humans need to be mindful of all the time, right? How we perceive reality is often clouded by our own ego, our own perception. It's an active practice every day to remind ourselves that the way that we view the world is not the only way. What we see as true or truth in this life is not the only truth, right? There can be multiple truths existing at once depending on how people are perceiving it and how they're interpreting it. Um... But as the sun is in Aries, it is an important time to really remember that. Try not to get self-righteous. Try not to get too egoistic. Try not to be impulsive. Try not to be immature. Try to really lean into that sweet Venusian energy of being a little bit more diplomatic, trying to see the sides of other people, trying to uphold some sense of peacefulness. Because I do think that there's going to be a lot of passion and a lot of excitement, which is good, but it could also turn into this kind of combustible controlling energy. On the plus side, again, sun and Aries, this is a beautiful time for feeling inspired and feeling excited and allowing your passion to kind of move you, like really leaning into the passion and really allowing yourself to grow and expand because of what you love to do and what excites you and what moves you. That's what Aries is all about, loves that type of energy. Typically, when the sun is in Aries, this is this amazing energy to start new projects and to have new beginnings. Because we're moving into eclipse season, I would advise everyone to be very mindful about what you're starting. I wouldn't make any big decisions. When the eclipses happen, you'll kind of notice that people do make big decisions. (laughs) It's just kind of like something that we do. Like, there's so much energy, there's so much excitement, There maybe people are getting triggered, whatever, and then they make these big decisions. So you're going to see big decisions happening in the lives of people around you. And for you yourself, I do advise trying to move through this period with equanimity, trying to be pragmatic, try not to make any sudden big decisions, especially around the eclipse. And the eclipse can usually be felt a few weeks before and a few weeks after. So kind of keep that in mind as well. I would just say through April, be really mindful. So so with the sun in Aries, again, I think that um, the best things that we can focus on is really moving with passion and allowing ourselves to be inspired and really focusing on our personal development and our personal leadership and our personal influence. I think that sometimes we can look at other people and get caught up in what other people are doing that we forget about our own individuality or that unique offering that we have. So with the sun in Aries, let this be a period where you come home to your own unique, beautiful offerings that no one in the world can imitate. No one else can do exactly the way that you do. And, you know, capitalize on that. Take it away. (laughs) So the solar eclipse is going to occur between April 19th and April 20th, depending on where you're located. For me, where I am currently, it's going to be April 20th. But this solar eclipse is occurring in Aries. And we will do an entire podcast on this next week. The solar eclipse, right? The sun is being eclipsed. This is part of why we need to be so mindful of things involving the ego and the soul and leadership and our self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves. Things may get rocked. Things may get shaken a little bit. 
And because Aries is ruled by Mars, and there's this K2 element, because it's going to be in the nakshatra of Ashwini, okay, so there's Mars and K2 energy, this is a pretty combustible time. I really advise everyone to be very mindful. There can be some turbulence. There can be some big changes. There can be conflicts, some unforeseen unpredicted events occurring in our life and then also in the world around us. So be very, very mindful. If you're traveling during this period, be very, very careful. Be careful of accidents, injuries. If you do any extreme sports, just take extra care. If you have planets in Aries, if you have planets in Aries, especially in the nakshatra of Ashwini, please be very, very mindful because there definitely can be accidents and injuries and um, maybe even like a little illness that kind of creeps in or something like that. So please do be um, just extra careful and take extra precautions. It doesn't mean that anything's going to happen. It depends on the dasha and it depends on the planets that are being transited and all of that. But if we know that things may be a little bit hectic or turbulent, we may as well quote unquote dress for the weather. If we know it's going to rain, wear a rain jacket. We know things are going to be turbulent. We may as well be extra careful around the eclipse. And so globally, I do think, as I mentioned, we need to be really mindful of these uh, turbulent events, maybe even, I hate saying this, I don't want to like speak it into existence, but potentially even some like violent events. Aries is the planet, or excuse me, it's the sign of war. There's this martial Martian quality to it that's very fiery and that being said, there may be something around violence that's kind of coming up during that time. There could be an extra focus on like firearms during this period as well. Ashwini is also about health and wellness. It's also about new beginnings or children, young people. These are areas that we want to be extra mindful with. Um, the health and healing could actually be positive, though. There may be some sort of breakthrough in health and wellness, or there may be some news coming out about healing and life extension or something. And I think that that's going to be a theme, honestly, for 2023 in general. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about is that the solar eclipse, Mercury is going to be involved and Mercury is getting ready to retrograde on April 21st. So we have the eclipse on April 20th, and then Mercury is going to be retrograding on the 21st. So if you know astrology, you know that means Mercury is going to be stationing and going retrograde during the eclipse, getting ready to turn backwards or, you know, appear to be moving backwards, I should say. And so this is definitely causing <laughs> turbulence as well. We need to be so mindful of miscommunication, so mindful of how we are approaching one another and communicating. Mercury is the planet of communication, of media, of travel, messages, everything that we do online, email, text messages. It's also, of course, like our vehicle, well, like the engines, things going, things that are working technically within our car, appliances, things around the house, you know, anything with technology is going to be Mercury. So because we're having this eclipse, Mercury is preparing to go retrograde. Yes, we want to be extra careful with our technology, with our cars. Please be mindful traveling. Be very, very careful. There can be some delays. There can be some issues. Baggage can get lost. Um, 
there can be like little mistakes and we just want to be careful with the, with the technical pieces of this. So also be mindful with all of the technology in your house and in your car and all of that. When it comes to media, be very mindful with emails, be very mindful with text messages. Aries has this impulsive, quick energy. So we may feel just like impulsively sending a message that we regret. We may send an email to the wrong person or say something that we didn't mean or say something that gets misinterpreted. So try to really be pragmatic when it comes to communication, rather it be through text or email, verbal communication, whatever it may be, make sure that it's going to the right person. Uh, Just try to be very ethical and kind and compassionate with communication. That way, doesn't matter who it goes to, doesn't matter how it comes out. If you're trying to be compassionate and empathetic, it's going to serve you the best in the end. So again, we'll cover the eclipse a little bit more extensively next week, but because we can feel the energy sooner than that, just kind of have these energies on your radar and also know that depending on where this eclipse is taking place for you, different karmic themes are going to be coming up. And we'll talk about this more on the public podcast, but I do have Patreon, patreon.com slash astrology, not podcast, where I talk about these things extensively every week for each of the 12 Zodiac signs. So if you want to sign up for Patreon, we'll definitely go into it a little bit more extensively there. Um, but again, be looking forward to next week where we will cover more of this. So Mercury will be retrograding from April 21st until May 14th. And Mercury is in the sign of Aries. We still have that sign exchange between Mercury and Mars, which is causing kind of like media madness, so to speak. Lots of stuff coming up, lots of drama. And then there's also this thing going on with TikTok, right? The Restrict Act. If you haven't heard of it, I highly recommend looking into it. It's very interesting, very Mercury retrograde in Aries, um, and of course, Mars in Gemini. And so there's been all this talk about potentially banning TikTok and whatever, but then you look a little bit more deeply at the actual act that is being presented and you all can um, interpret it for yourself and come to your own conclusion about it, but just definitely do some research around the restrict act that's being promoted now. And so we may have more of these things kind of coming up around speech, communication, expression, and it may cause some problems. It may cause people to have some feelings and to get kind of upset. Remember the Aries has that combustible, independent, rebellious energy to it. So we may be seeing uh, some of that. Mercury will also be retrograding through the nakshatra of Barney. We know that Barney is associated to reproduction. So it may bring up some more focus on reproduction issues. It may put a focus on children or babies in some way. And then of course it's Aries. So it could also involve like firearms, but Mercury retrograde in general, it tends to shake up all of that technology and travel and communication that we already discussed. So I'm looking at my notes to see if there is anything so far that I've missed. Um, Just, I think, sudden changes. You know, I think that eclipses are really interesting because we can kind of move through portals of time. And usually around the eclipse, especially if it's affecting personal planets, so if you have plants in Libra or Aries, it's like 
there there can be some of these events that just like really shift and change your current reality. Uh, but it could go for anybody. So just kind of get ready because Uranus is involved and it can have those sudden big changes. I also want to say for weather, we should be really mindful of heat and fires. Jupiter is going to be going Gandanta, which we'll get into right now. Um, but Jupiter being Gandanta, that can also bring some pretty intense weather issues, maybe even something involving water. So Jupiter is going to move into Aries this month from April 22nd until May 1st, 2024. So it's about an entire year that Jupiter is going to be in the sign of Aries. And remember, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Jupiter is a social planet. So it's going to affect the collective, communities, the culture, the climate. And it's moving from the final sign of Pisces into the first sign of Aries. So we are wrapping something up. We're going to be beginning something new on a global level. Jupiter is going to be with Rahu from April 22nd, 2023 until November of 2023. So Jupiter and Rahu are going to be conjoined for several months. And this is very interesting because Jupiter is the guru. It brings light to darkness. It likes to expand the truth. Rahu also likes to expand, but Rahu can be a little bit more illusionary. It's a shadow planet. It clouds things a little bit. Partially, as to why I said earlier, we need to be mindful of our ego clouding our perspective while Sun and Rahu are together. Well, Jupiter and Rahu are together. This is going to be a really interesting period of time. I think that for some of us in certain areas of life, it's going to grow and expand and give amazing opportunities. And I also think that it can have the potential to maybe create, um, create some confusion on what we find true. It may kind of disorient us. It gives more power to false prophets, so to speak. So we should be really mindful of who we're taking advice from and who we're taking leadership from. Again, we'll have an entire podcast on Jupiter and Aries as well. All of these topics I feel like could have their own 30-minute segment. Um, but Jupiter and Rahu, you know, because Jupiter has so much to do with currency and the economy and Rahu kind of creates its expansion, I think that as Jupiter is in Aries, we can certainly anticipate some fluctuation with the economy. I do think that there's going to be a lot of focus on trying to balance it out and trying to bring equilibrium to it. But Rahu is very, very futuristic. And it's also, what's the word that I'm looking for? I want to say progressive, but that's not necessarily the right word. I think that Rahu can just be futuristic. It thinks about things and how to improve them in the future. And it can be a little bit more eclectic in nature as well. Um, Jupiter, of course, is currency in the economy to a, to a large extent. And so having Rahu and Jupiter together, I do think that this is going to put a huge emphasis on cryptocurrency, new ways of investing, new ways of looking at finances and the economy. I do think that there's going to be a big push towards digitizing wealth and more emphasis on this. Um, and that may cause some problems. You know, people may not like that. There may be some sort of issues here. There could, 
you know, there could be this focus on inflation. There may be things that kind of come up that stress us out, you know, but I do think that there is going to be a lot of energy going into finding solutions, but we can expect some fluctuations with the economy for sure, especially while Jupiter and Rahu are conjoined between April of 2023 and November of 2023. Jupiter and Aries, as I mentioned, a focus on cryptocurrency, definitely a focus on children. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's like the baby. So focus on reproduction, focus on children and this being a theme. Also a focus on life extension. Aries has a nakshatra of Ashwini and Ashwini is all about health and wellness and life extension. So I do think that there's going to be this emphasis on health and wellness and homeopathy, like finding new ways of healing things, which are actually like old ways of healing things. <laughs> like without, it's like, it's so funny. We're having these like quote unquote scientific breakthroughs about turmeric and like herbs that have been around since the dawn of time. It's hilarious. But anyway, I think that we'll have new breakthroughs that are actually old breakthroughs. And I do think that we'll have new scientific breakthroughs as well that can help promote life extension. Um, I do think that there will be a focus on firearms as well. Aries has, I mean, it is what it is. We've talked about what Aries represents. So, so overall, you know, Jupiter and Aries, I really love because there's going to be these big endings in in a cycle. There's this big ending wrapping up. It's preparing for some new beginning. I think that as a collective, we are preparing to kind of set forth on a new way of being. And in order for that to happen, kind of big events have to occur. So I think that we'll be seeing a lot of shift, a lot of change happen as Jupiter is in Aries from again, April of 2023 until May of 2024. So we'll be seeing a lot of these uh, new ways of being, being promoted. And in our own lives, there are going to be new breakthroughs, new ways of perceiving things. There may be closing of chapters, new chapters opening. I do want to say that having that Jupiter and Rahu together, Jupiter and Rahu, they are natural enemies. And there are typical, um, there are good things that happen when Jupiter and Rahu are together. Again, it can create this amazing expansion and opportunities and growth in certain areas of life. And they kind of have these opposing energies and kind of push-pull energies. And we'll be sure to talk about this a little bit more on our Jupiter segment, because I really do want to get into it. And I want to talk about how it can influence each of the 12 signs. Um, again, I think that I've kind of alluded to it on previous segments, but we'll really get into it in not next week, but the week after podcast. And so this is the month at a glance. I'm going to run over the dates one more time for those of you who are marking your calendars, and then we'll kind of wrap up. So April 6th to May 2nd, Venus is in Taurus. April 14th to May 15th, Sun is in Aries. Happy birthday, Aries. April 19th, 20th is our solar eclipse. We can feel the energy about two weeks before, two weeks after. Karmic themes happening in that period are good for about six months is the way that I was taught. April 21st through May 14th, Mercury is retrograde. April 22nd through May 1st of 2024, Jupiter is in Aries. Huge, huge shift. Jupiter in Aries is a very big thing. <laughs> and Jupiter will be Gandanta from April 13th until May 4th, just about. And 
Gandanta literally is associated to a knot. And the visual that was taught to me is that when a planet is Gandanta, there's like this knot of karma. And as the planet moves through the Gandanta degrees, that knot is slowly kind of pulled out and all the karma held within that knot is released. And so Jupiter is going to be releasing this kind of karmic energy into the collective space and also into our individual lives. So things are really going to be coming up as we close this cycle and open another one. So notice these themes, especially Jupiterian themes. Jupiter can be the husband in a cisgender woman's chart. It can be children. It can be finances, teachers, what we perceive as true. Depending on our own personal chart, Jupiter represents different things as well. Um, But just kind of notice, this is a very karmic time between the eclipse and Jupiter and Aries. Things are going to be coming up. Things are going to be revealing themselves. And what's so important is to stay connected to what is true. And we spoke about this on the previous podcast. When we operate with an integrity, when our words match our thoughts, match our actions, we are living truth. We become truth in motion. And the universe only speaks in truth. So if we're not in alignment with ourself, if we're not living our truth, if we're not upholding the values that we appreciate, if our words, thoughts, and actions are all skewed, we're creating chaos for ourselves, and we're also not matching that language, right? If we're wanting to fall in alignment with the universe, we have to align with ourself. And so the more aligned that we can be with our own personal truth and we can uphold our own integrity and uphold our own values, we'll really begin to fall into flow with the universe and the universal language and we'll feel so supported and so confident in whatever choice we make because we know that we are in alignment with what is true things become so clouded when we cross our own boundaries when we sacrifice what it is that we want or what we need when we are not staying true to ourselves, you know and that can show up in a myriad of ways. Um, but when we are again, and, and we can know, right, if we're feeling chaotic or we're feeling confused or we're feeling kind of like distraught every day, something's not in alignment. There's something that's not lining up. When we kind of get a rein on things and can ensure that we are doing our best to stay in touch with what is true for ourselves and sacrificing everything. You know, my therapist says this all the time. She's so motivational. She's like a Jedi. She's like, you have to be willing to lose everyone and everything in order to stay true to yourself. And there can be parts of that that are painful, but ultimately, if we're willing to sacrifice things in our life, people in our life, relationships, in order to stay in alignment with what is true for us, we will ultimately find a deep sense of ease and peace. And things kind of start falling into place, right? Again, the universe only speaks in truth. If we align with that language of truth, things start happening. And so because Jupiter and Rahu are together, I think that that ability to stay in alignment may get wavered a little bit. We may get a little bit shaken, because we have these two kind of polarized energies. Um, So as we kind of move through this period, just remember to come home to your values, to come home to yourself, to really align 
with that inner sense of sovereignty and fortitude. And if you have a value, act by it, speak by it, uphold it, try to speak from truth. As long as you're speaking and acting from truth, you will find what is true for you in this lifetime. I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. I know that I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I'm going to wrap myself up, (laughs) but, um, ultimately, um, just be mindful of that Jupiter and Rahu and, and getting a little bit shaken on, on what is true, what is untrue, who leader is, who leader isn't, who you should take influence or guidance from. Just stay really connected to that inner compass and really connected to what you uphold as value in your life. And so Jupiter will be in those Gandanta degrees again, April 13th to May 4th. And globally, we will likely see fluctuations with the economy, a lot of stress when it comes to wealth and finances. And there could be a focus on this inflation. Definitely a lot of stress with world leaders and um, teachers or influencers. And because Gandanta is directly associated to water, we may see some natural disasters or or even a focus on water in general, water resources. And because Jupiter is the truth, there may be some illusionary things, right? There, This is a time where we need to be very, very mindful about what we perceive as true or illusionary. So this is what I have for April. I hope that it was helpful. Again, on our next podcast, we'll go into the eclipse specifically. Podcast after that, we will focus on Jupiter and Aries and how it will affect each of the 12 signs. Follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Patreon is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. My website is innerknowing.yoga, and I will see you all next week. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Bye.